I want to uh, spend some time this morning uh, talking about something basic, something often overlooked in its significance in God's great design. I want to spend some time talking this morning about water, about plain old ordinary water, which when we really stop to think about it is in God's design far from plain and ordinary. We have so many uses for water, don't we? We need it to live. We need it to make things grow. We use it in preparing the food that we eat. We use it to wash and clean and purify things and even to clean our bodies, to clean ourselves, to clean our hands. It's a valuable resource in our lives. And in this particular form and vessel, it's important because, well... We need it for life. Angela tells me that I need to drink more of it. And I usually counter with a statement that I drink water in this form. Coffee. <laughs> to which she replies that it's not the same. It's not the same. And I always feebly respond well it's got water in it you should just stop yes. i'm not getting anywhere am i i'm not convincing anyone especially not angela but all of you are witnesses that should she uh have, have, have been at the shepherd church this morning instead of here you could have told her pastor was drinking water this morning and she would have been very proud of me Shocked and then very proud. Exactly. Now, Angela is correct. Coffee is not the same as water. We, we wouldn't use coffee to shower in. Although some mornings, I don't know, but I've considered it. See, water is this basic element of God's creation. Much of God's creation is made up of water. Even our own bodies contain a higher percentage of water than any other element. God uses water as an instrument, as a vehicle for wonderful things in his kingdom. And one of the ways that he uses it is in the sacred act of baptism. The sacrament of baptism. Now it is baptism of the Lord Sunday. It's the Sunday where across all of Christendom... Christians are remembering the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. And we also take it as a great opportunity to not only baptize, but also to remember our own baptism. Whether you were baptized as an infant or whether you were baptized as an adult, we take it upon ourselves on this Baptism of the Lord Sunday to remember our own baptism because baptism is an outward physical sign of an inward spiritual grace. It's an outward demonstration of the transforming grace of God at work in our lives. 
And so we remember Jesus's baptism this morning. I'm reading the gospel message from Matthew, the third chapter, beginning at verse 13. If you would stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. The baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have the need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. But Jesus answering said to him, Allow it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John allowed him. After he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So as I said, this Sunday is the commemoration of the baptism of our Lord. It's a a great opportunity to remember Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist and also an opportunity for us as the people of God to remember our own baptism, to remember what it means to us, to recall how we have been changed by it, even if we were too young to remember it. Now, if you were baptized, regardless of when or in what denomination, an indelible, permanent mark was left on you that marked you as Christ's own forever. Now, I want to be clear, just so that there's no misunderstanding. The event of your baptism was not a justifying event. That is to say... It is not a salvation event. It did not save you just by the act of baptism. Salvation comes only through the intentional acceptance and acknowledgement of Christ as Savior. And a steadfast belief that he was indeed resurrected from the dead. But your baptism is nonetheless... An important benchmark in the direction of your life and significant in the prevenient grace of God at work in your life before you were saved and also as an important means of grace in the lifelong sanctifying journey that each of us are on after we are saved. Jesus' baptism was the fulfillment of a covenant with God the Father and with all of God's creation. Jesus says to John, allow it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. See, righteousness occurs when we meet the expectations of a covenant. Let me say that again. Righteousness occurs when we meet the expectations of a covenant. Baptism is therefore a sign of obedience, a sign of a willingness to stand in the faith and in the perfect will of a sovereign God. 
Baptism is therefore a sign of obedience, a sign of a willingness to stand in the faith and in the perfect will of a sovereign God. You know, when I say things twice, it's important. See, in baptism, the church declares that it is bound in covenant to God. Through baptism, new persons are initiated into the covenant. The covenant connects God the community of faith, and the person being baptized, all three of those elements are essential to the fulfillment of the baptismal covenant. God, the community of faith, and the person being baptized. The faithful grace of God initiates the covenant relationship. We love because God first loved us. We're in covenant because God initiates the covenant. See how God is the covenant maker? He's also the covenant keeper, which is good for us because in our humanness, sometimes we slide out of the covenant. We backslide. We, we stumble. But because God is the maker and keeper, the covenant still exists. All we have to do is repent and step back in to the grace of God and back into the covenant. The faithful grace of God initiates the covenant relationship and enables the community and the person to respond with faith. Now, as we are baptized, we are reminded of the quiet transformation that takes place within us as we enter the covenantal relationship with God. See, it's a relationship of water basic element of God's creation and the Holy Spirit. When you were baptized, the importance of the element of water was spoken for all to hear in the presence of Almighty God. How did that occur? Well, you might have, if you were aware at the time you were baptized, you might have heard words to this effect. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. And in the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Now, in some form or another, when you were baptized, words thanking God the Father for the creation of the element of water, which, as you can see through the liturgy, was instrumental in so many things that have to do with the covenant relationship that you have with God the Father. And then after the liturgy of the water was spoken, there was an invocation of the Holy Spirit 
an invocation to carry through the baptism into a lifelong commitment to a justifying and sanctifying grace relationship. A righteous relationship, a covenantal relationship with the living God. The invocation may have sounded something like, pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. Or words to that effect. All the liturgies are ancient and similar. And all come from scripture. So whether you were baptized as a Catholic, whether you were baptized as a Lutheran, whether you were baptized as an Episcopalian or uh, a Presbyterian or a Methodist, it makes no difference. Oh, oh, yeah, don't forget the Baptist across the street. How can we forget the Baptist? All the liturgies are similar because it is a, an ancient covenant initiated and ordained by God. So this morning, I thought it would be impactful since we don't have anyone who, or do we? Is there anyone who has not been baptized, present in the sanctuary. Okay. This morning I thought it would be impactful as we remember the baptism of our Lord to also remember our own baptism in a very real and tangible way. So as you came in this morning, each of you received a rock and in just a few moments, I will invite each of you to come forward just as you would come for communion and place your rock gently in the baptismal font. In this way, you are invited to remember your baptism. If you have not ever been baptized, then you too are invited to place your rock in the font, provided that you take this as an opportunity to prayerfully consider and for those of you on the live stream who aren't physically present, take this as an opportunity to prayerfully consider committing to be baptized, whether it's here in this sanctuary after a conversation with me or if you're out of the city or across the ocean, make it a commitment to talk to your local pastor about being baptized in the next few days or weeks. Now, when everybody's placed their rock in the font, I will pour water over them in commemoration of your baptism or your commitment to be baptized. And then after the service is done, you can come retrieve your rock and take it home as a keepsake if you want. The main thing I want us to do is to understand that whether you remember your baptism or not, if you were baptized as an infant, the covenant exists. God remembers your baptism even if you don't. And so I think it's important 
that you understand this. This is the reason why we don't re-baptize knowingly someone who has already been baptized. And it doesn't matter whether you were sprinkled or doused or whether you were fully submerged. Um, it doesn't matter the method that you were baptized. Your baptism, the covenant, is still in effect, will be for eternity. So, I invite you to come up just as you would for communion and place your rock in the baptismal font. And so the liturgy begins, the Lord be with you. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God because it is right to give him thanks and praise. And so we thank you, almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so we ask now, sanctify this water, we pray, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who are here are cleansed from sin and born again, may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen.
as you remember your baptism this morning. And as we remember Christ's baptism so long ago in the Jordan River at the hands of John the Baptist. Remember that through the water and the Holy Spirit, you are quietly transformed into a vessel. A vessel ready to receive the living water that Jesus spoke of. Water that quenches our thirst for righteousness, for holiness, for godliness. Through baptism, we are cleansed of our former selves and made ready to enter into an eternal covenant, a covenant of life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.